So after I slit his throat, I steal his purse. So, so that's a motive. Yeah, I do that, and then I cast uh, invisibility on myself again, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I walk out, and I go back to Half Dan's place and grab those ratty clothes uh, and just kind of toss them in the river. And I, I left the, sh- the the spear and the shield behind. Like, I never even bothered moving You just those. left it, it was there like, at the arena? Yeah, I might have, like, if yeah. there was a rack around, I might have just, you know, tossed them on the rack yeah. uh, of, of other spears and other shields. But I kind of like the, the image, though, of, like, just a bloody spear Laying there, his mended wound. It just leaves so much yeah. for them yeah, to like. Try how to was this cauterized? Piece what together. The, what happened? Yeah. yeah. So I think the money uh, mm-hmm. that I have in the coin purse. I don't know how much it is, but it's nearing a hundred coin. Okay, so it's like a lot. So it's while of, while uh, I'm more, invisible, yeah, go ahead. I go to. Is there like a refugee area with a bunch of like maybe some like mothers with children or oh, something yeah. like that? The Algrahim refugees are mostly women, and that's why a lot of okay. them are shield maidens, because a lot of the men stayed behind to try to fight off um, the trailers and the ogre attacks. I mean, a lot of the single women yeah. became shield maidens, but a lot of them were also mothers with children who left their yeah. the fathers behind. And, you know, they've created community there, but yeah, they're struggling. I mean, okay. they're, then the moms are trying, they're trying to leave the children to go work on the farms. It's, it's not a fun situation. So yeah. you go to that, the more poor So yeah, I think Colin feels an affinity being raised by a single mother. He feels an affinity for uh, single moms with kids. So wow. that's, I really, think, uh, that's like really powerful. <laughs> so yeah, I think Colin uh, goes there with the coin. Yeah. And especially, you know, again, to try to f- offset the, the feelings that he has from just like murdering somebody. Oh my gosh. He takes those coins yeah. and at, while he's still invisible, yeah. he uses as much time as he can and sneaks into like, just kind of like tosses some coins in tents of single moms with, uh, with children. So you're like Oprah, you get, some coins. Yeah, yeah, you, you get, get some, some coins. you get everybody check under your tents. <laughs> uh, so, so that's what he does with that. And then he just kind of oh. like tosses the bag to the side yeah. uh, and then, uh, gets to a secluded spot and dispels invisibility. And that's pretty much all he does for that day. Okay. Um, I think knowing what, half dan did i think this one's a little bit special to him because he's never felt like a strong connection to other dwarves Mm. but i think seeing uh the massacre that happened in the in the hollow mountain and then reading about how much pleasure half dan took into torturing these dwarves i think this is probably the closest he's ever felt to just that side of his race in general I think this one's a little bit special to him specifically because that's a new feeling for him. And he gets to know half Dan a little bit. He creates a persona. Kowloon creates a Varrican persona with disguised self. Okay. And this persona's name is Anar, which you told me earlier means one who fights alone. So he's created a persona yeah. That and he spends he tries to spend at least an hour a day mm-hmm. with half Dan. Wow. Either maybe going on a, a short like a fishing trip with him or just talking with him yeah. and maybe sparring I mean, with him a little bit. Okay, cool. And becomes pretty good friends with half Dan. Within the month? Within a month. Okay. You also hear news of them searching to no avail for a a beggar 
named Patchy for the robbery and murder of Asgar. The town kind of shifts after this. That was like a okay. big that was like a big loss because the battle arena was a place where they were getting their entertainment, you know? That was yeah. like that was really something people were holding on to. And actually Half Dan has taken it upon himself to try to organize a lot more of the events there. Okay. And so you kind of hear him mourn a friend, Asger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get to see kind of the pain that he has there. And he um, also, he feels like a sense of guilt for sure. And he, he feels guilty on a few different levels. He feels guilty, A, that he was trying to take advantage of the beggar. And then obviously there's like a type of anger. Like you'll see him outburst and like kick something over in a drunken state because uh, it, he's so mad that this this dumb beggar tricked him just to get the coin purse. And so there's there's a lot of interesting aspects okay. and opportunities that you have as this person to yeah. come in and you and so I think with that aspect, I mm-hmm. think he's probably asked me because I spar him often. Yeah. yeah. I think he's probably asked me to fight in the arena mm-hmm. and he's pr- and I I say no often okay. because it's just too hard to try to find a time to sp- to to fight in the arena in my hour time limit. So yeah, of every now and then I'll help like train some of his fighters or I'll mm-hmm. help like work with some of his fighters. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And, like uh, and yeah, I'll spar with him and I'll talk to him and I basically, you know, I'm just, I'm I th- his friend. I think no. you find your most intimate times when you're out there in the morning, like before the sun has even risen. Okay. And you'd notice like that's where a lot of his sense of camaraderie comes from, especially with the other soldiers. Do you ever ask him about the attack on the Dwarven Mines? I think that I have asked about that, but I think I stopped early on because it just, it's too hard to keep the A&R persona because I'd start getting genuinely angry as Kowloon. So, uh, so I think I I probably asked about it uh, before, um, Mm -hmm. but then just naturally, Hmm. asked about other things or started talking about other things. Do you want to start with a scenario where you're meeting up with him and his friends for a fishing trip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The fishing trips are really simple, pretty quick. It doesn't take long setting out the nets. They usually get a good amount within the hour that you're out there, you know? Yeah. Because obviously, yeah. yeah, there's times where you've had to like jump ship and swim back to the shore and those types of times uh i probably play it up in like that warrior persona like yeah hmm what a great challenge this seems to be and like he probably sees me as like a wild card like yeah. oh man that anar will do like i mean he just he'll just do anything he's yeah. such a he's such a crazy guy yeah yeah and that that didn't happen often you usually planned it out really well to yeah. start your disguise just as soon as you guys were going out you never spend more than like 30 minutes out on the water yeah but so. i imagine that's probably a discussion topic of it was like oh i once saw this guy swim halfway across the frozen river yeah just exactly like, i don't even know why he didn't even have to yeah and those <laughs> were not fun times okay so yeah you meet up like i said it's still dark so there's like a torch or two and it's two of these uh fishing ships um and then they cast the net between the ships and reel them up and all that kind of stuff so you know you're greeted ah so glad you could join us i've done it is good to see you again 
Uh, Einar, you are a sight for sore eyes as we have uh, we are down another man today. Too much uh, partying the last night. Uh, was it Enu again? It was, it was, yeah. Mm. I, apparently after the arena battle of last night, which you were greatly missed uh, at. I, will you come out one night with me? Come on. I, I told you I must do my hunting. We uh, have sparred before, my friend. And you is, are so good with the spear. Uh, the hunting is better done at night, and it is more my calling than... Uh, than that with the spear. I've never met one who is so connected with the forest as you are. This is kind of refreshing. A lot of these soldiers, they're all about the mead, the women, the fighting, that kind of thing. I like your appreciation of nature. I respect that. Yes. I think it adds something, too, to our fishing trips. Well, you know what they say. No, what do they say? I don't know. I figured you would. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A fish best caught early is... Uh, the better fish. Ah, uh, that's a good saying. <laughs> so you guys make it out um, onto the water. You're about halfway between uh, the northern shore and the southern shore of the Avanova. As you know, it's a pretty wide river because mm-hmm. it's been able to fit, you know, the naked lady and all that kind of stuff. Those kinds of ships, those yeah. large ships on it. And it's pretty deep too. So like uh, swimming back to shore that one time was actually kind of a scary endeavor. Um, <laughs> you're, tr- you make sure to time it out so that you're not doing that anymore. So yeah, no. you guys get out to the the middle. It's a little bit quiet. I mean, everyone has just woken up. Like they're drinking like hot tea and stuff like that as they get out there. And everyone just kind of relaxes and settles in for the quiet half hour as more fish gather into the nets. Mm. Half done. Yes. I was thinking uh, tomorrow. I don't think uh, you and uh, I don't think you and your crew uh, celebrated enough your victory over the dwarves in the uh, in the Hollow Mountain. Well, I mean that is uh, how you say mixed. Feelings from Jarl Eric and Berserker Uba about that uh, expedition mm. I did. Well, what if I told you that I can get my hands on some wonderful meat from my my own hunting, something I've got myself, and a ton of mead? Oh, my friend. We have been eating nothing but salmon for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. If you were to hunt something down in the forest, but, of course, me and my men would be more. Like some of the other guys wonderful. like like kind of perk up, like just one or two closer to you. Maybe uh, maybe we don't tell uh, Jarl Erica about this meetup. Because every meat that I catch, I must bring back and share with uh, all the Americans. So it's just maybe uh, between me yes, and you. Yes, all the refugees and the families and all that. Yeah. Uh, yes, Trust yes. me, I know. Yeah, so it maybe... It's been a strain on my business. Uh, well, you know, we all pay our taxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> why don't we just keep this between me, you, and you bring your men, the ones that were with you? What, you have like a hunting cabin, something like this? Where will we meet? Well, I was thinking that maybe we could meet tomorrow night after mm-hmm. everyone else has gone to bed. Okay. And we could meet in the Coliseum. It is large enough and far enough away. Huh. I feel like we could have one great party there. Besides from what I hear, Asgard used to do it all the time. Yes, this is true. I will go if we add 
the knowledge that we will be paying our respects to a kind warrior who has been lost. Oh, well, of course. With all that you've told me of this man, I would have loved to meet him. Oh, yeah, that's good. So. Damn me. You see him getting, like, he's yeah. getting pretty emotional, actually. He kind of, like, turns away and kind of goes at his pipe for a little bit. Just yeah. You can tell he, he needs, like, a, a moment of silence. Yeah. So after after a little bit, I kind of put my hand on his shoulder and say, I'm sorry, my friend. I, I did not mean to bring him up again. But we will honor him tomorrow, correct? Mm. Yes. It will just be me and my men and you. Yes. Yes, of course. I think that it will be special. And do you mind if I bring a little something <laughs> for the memorial of Asgard? Well, of course. What did you have in mind? Just something to show our appreciation. Something to put at the training post in the center. You know, just, hmm. I don't know. Something to remember him by. Yeah, I think, what, I think you are the best man for that job. I think it's the only way I can actually celebrate at that place. If I recognize the, the presence that he was. Yes, I figured that would be a great way for the true warriors, the ones who have done the best work around here, who keep the refugees mm. fed. That would be the best way for all of you to be able to celebrate the life that your friend Asgard lived. Asgard was always very supportive of the works that I have done. He and I go far, far back, and we have been friends since child. Ah. <sighs> I I like this idea, Einar. I think that you bring me joy in a time that I uh, find joy has been hard to find uh, me. Well, it's so hard to find good friends here. I've I've been looking for a while. We just happened to meet in the square. <laughs> that <true>. was <laughs> it was it was fate, my friend. So I I mm. could not I could not think of even a better way to celebrate our friendship. Mm. Then by bringing, well, I'll go ahead and tell you now, was two, not one, but two giant hogs that I caught out in the woods. Oh. We will fill our bellies to My our friend, hearts content. I did not even know that there was any more in the forest of these creatures. Ah, I cannot tell I you what them. I want, that fatty strip of... Oh, that sounds so good. That oh. is making my mouth melt as we speak. <laughs> well, you must wait until tomorrow because I will not be able to get my hands on so much mead until late tonight. And I want to have time to prepare. Of course, Einar, you are the expert. You are the hunter. I appreciate this gesture. I do not know of anyone else in Bjornheim who has recognized the work that we did and how many men we lost to uh, have this victory over the trail and the scum. Of course, of course. How many do you think will come? Just so I can get the amount of mead necessary. Well, probably just the other five that are here with us today, uh, here on this uh, these mm. fishing boats, and the one other who could not make it because of too much partying yeah, last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the young will the young will do as the young do. So it'll be six plus me plus you, eight total. Is that being uh, is that too much to feed on these beasts? No, I almost Perfect. I think we'll have too many leftovers. Ah, I love it. Maybe <laughs> then we can, uh, and then I kind of like. His shoulder, like elbow mm -hmm. him in the arm, pay our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Einar. I'm glad that you have, uh, that we have met. Wonderful. So why don't, you know what? I need to get back to prepare. Let's call it quits early for today. They yes. will be fine with one day of lighter fish. 
Yes, I know. I am tired. My my muscles, they hurt, and I am tired. Then you deserve a rest. I deserve a rest. Uh, Boys, everyone, come on. Bring up the nets. Let's go. We're heading back in. All right, so uh, over the month, I'm sure you've been piecing together this, and you knew that you wouldn't have done this until you had everything procured. Yeah. So it was difficult, but yeah, one one time going through um, the forest, you did come across two of these hogs, and you have been storing them and waiting until this moment to yeah. to create a feast. And so you've actually been learning from the Varican people a lot of different cooking features and a lot of different recipes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You knew that the boars would be like this uh, luxury kind of uh, food, and the fact that yeah. you came across two, um, you knew this would be the perfect way yeah that's not a bad idea i think uh yeah i think cooking is probably something maybe that i found a lot of pleasure in especially to be able to feed Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. the refugees that i was talking about before i think that's something that colin would have liked i mean how uh, the amount of time you've been spending with half dan over a month fishing and prepping prepping the Mm -hmm. fish and spending your time at the fish market hanging out with him like that's his livelihood so he's more than happy to like share his expertise and stuff like that you've learned quite a bit about the like um the fauna of varahim through your experiences so you prep these hogs you um you gain access I, to the arena through Half Dan, yeah. and you kind of prep everything for them. Okay, and I think to procure the mead um, for eight people, that's just like yeah. A, I a, guess that's you not, would just that's tap not one much. barrel. Yeah, it wouldn't be so, that much to buy. So I think the big thing is getting enough poison for everyone. Okay, well let me let me ask you this first: the poison that I already have is that enough to? incapacitate uh, eight people if I poured it in or would it just kill them outright? Hmm. No, it definitely wouldn't kill them outright. Okay. Is it enough to incapacitate them? You'd be taking a gamble, even just using only that amount to try to incapacitate them. So I will say whatever I can find if they are, whether or not it will kill them outright or just incapacitate mm-hmm. them. That's what I will, because I've only got the day to figure it out before uh, before the uh, the night of the next day. Well, you can uh, add it as just some of your so, prep. You've had a month to yeah. plan this. So I'll say this, you're able to find what are called sleep shrooms and okay. you don't find enough to like outright kill anyone. But if you add this to the concoction with the poison that you, with the rest of the poison that you have, it would you you would not be taking that gamble, you know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. Yep, I do that. I, I add that to the mead, cool. um, and along with the Alfrahim poison mm-hmm. that came from the blade. Yeah, that would be enough to you know for sure would knock them out. It would okay. depend on their on their constitution, constitution okay. whether or not it would actually kill them. Okay, so I do that, and as a extra precaution, I go ahead and put the uh, the glyph. Of uh, of nice. heat metal on okay. uh, on the silver dagger. Perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> that's I all, said, that's all you, the prep I think I need. So you gain entrance through Half Dan to prep for the meet, for the party. Um, he leaves to go gather his soldiers. Of course, it's under the cover of night, so he's uh-huh. trying not to draw too much attention anyway, because he knows so. that this must be a secret celebration. But you know that you planned this place, you planned this whole thing yeah. out really well. The arena's far enough away from town, out of sight from the main cliff to where you're not going to mm-hmm. really rouse suspicion. And actually, the way that the dome is designed, it is it actually traps a lot of the noise within inside the arena 
If not, it just sends the sound straight up. It never really reaches the refugee camps or the the cliffs. Okay. So this is a this is a, a well planned out thing you've got going on. Now it's just a matter of the execution. Yeah. So I I actually have like thick clothes on. I have a hood on. Okay. Because I have not yet cast disguise self. I want to get as much time as I can with this. Okay. I start the fire. I prep the mead. I guess I'm constantly trying to perceive, make sure that nobody can sneak up on me before I can cast the spell. Perfect. So. All right, so (laughs) roll me a, we'll call it a performance check. This includes cooking the meal, how well you cooked it, disguising the mead, um, how well you balance the flavor of the mead to the detectability of the amount of poison that's within it. And you got, what, one barrel, I believe? Yes. Oh, and I've made sure to fill a cup first. Okay. For myself. For yourself. So that okay. way I can actually like drink along so with them. So you've got to set that not, aside. Yeah. So you're setting up these tables right near the post uh, in the center of the arena, setting up the mead, setting up mm-hmm. the, the pigs. You've just finished roasting them. It looks like everything's looking good. Give me that performance check to see the, your one last scan. Uh, a 10 total. So you're, I mean, you're nervous. Yeah. You're about yeah. to try to kill eight people at once so it makes sense you're kind of rushing here and there and you're like okay i mean it looks aesthetically really great you've made this a varican feast and you have the horns ready for the mead and just as you're kind of finishing up and making that last scan to kind of see how you did there's you feel good about it Uh but there's still a level of unease with that last scan yeah and just as you start thinking about how you can try to make it better you start hearing the gates open up to allow half dan and his friends to come in so do you want to yeah i don't waste any time i just go ahead and cast uh disguise self and become anar and i go ahead and take off my cloak and set it to the side great and i turn Welcome, Half Dan. Brother Einar, yes, we are so excited to feast with you. Here my <laughs> friends have come. Come on, you have all met Einar, yes. Yes, welcome, welcome. Look at this spread you have provided for us. Einar, you have outdone yourself. I've done, I've done the best that I could. I hope this it is acceptable. fantastic, and he grabs you by the shoulder and he says, thank you. Do you mind if I say some words for Asgard? I think that's the perfect way to start this night. Thank you. And he he turns to one of the other guys. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do, everyone, grab your your mugs. We will toast to Halfdan's words. Aye. Thank you, Einar. And uh, yes, bring it, bring it out. And so one of the guys actually pulls out. He's they've made like a wreath out of evergreen branches, and there's little juniper berries kind of threaded throughout it. It's actually really beautiful. And they, hmm. um, and Halfdan says, uh, a moment of silence as we remember the presence, the joy, uh, the spectacle that was Asgard. As he says all this, I'm I'm definitely distracted as I'm looking over kind of towards the spot where I had killed Asgard a month before. Yeah. yeah. So they put the wreath up on the on the training post, and after a moment of silence, um, Half Dan bows his head, and then he says, "The Elder Gods, Bjorn, Algr, even the gods of these lands, Birek." Berkona, Nordi, and Brenna. They look down on this night, and they celebrate and welcome into the mead halls of the afterlife, Asgard. 
May we remember his presence and the great joy he brought to Bjorn him. Hi, here, here. Let us drink to his name, to his memory. Uh, yeah, ah, uh, yes, here, here. And to our friend Einar, who has provided this food for us, for <laughs> our work in the dwarven mines to beat back the Trailenders and take back our land. Yes, indeed. Aye, we drink to you, we drink to old friends. Yes, I, I drink some of mine as well. I don't drink as much because I need to save this cup until everybody <laughs> at least falls asleep. Half Dan, yeah. you can, he was getting a little teary-eyed, you can mm-hmm. see, and he, he just downs the rest of his horn. Okay. Mm. Don't ah. stop there, my friend. Oh, sorry, my jaw reacted a little funny to that, dude. This uh, what mead, do you mean? This is the mead sour. It tastes a little sour to me. No, it um, just tastes fine. I ro- just roll a dis. Oh wait, actually, yours does not taste yeah. sour, so it's not a deception. Yeah, but give me a performance check as you, Colleen. It's a ten again. Ah, I just think that this is tastes a little desire. I'm I'm not complaining, Einar, but uh Oh well <laughs> I think I'm, maybe they gave you one of the bad batches. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I was told this was the best there was. Oh uh, let me just uh, wash it down with some uh, can you give I, uh, I, can, I, can we start cuts of meat now? Oh yes, yes, let's do so, please. Okay, so, so the meat I caught myself. I know the meat is good. Okay, great, okay, great. Thank you, Kaloon. I don't want another glass right now i just need to eat a little something all right my apologies are you boys hungry and they're kind of like gathering around but you can kind of you can see the winces on their faces some of them Uh didn't even finish their uh drinks i'm gonna quickly do some constitution saves okay so So. i'm cutting the meat Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i'm gonna go ahead and serve everyone because yeah, yeah they're they're all just lining around and as you start handing it out they're they're dipping it, you know, into the uh, into the, like the goat cheese, and they're eating the figs next to it, and they're downing this meat. And the, oh yeah, much better on on the pig. This is far. Yeah, this is some master work you have done here. I mean, I did the best that I could for you. I, I again, I'm sorry about the mead. Maybe it just maybe it just needs to be aired out a bit. We should try it again soon. Uh, yeah, maybe we. You know, I've heard that you can pop the the top of the barrel and let it kind of uh, uh, air out a little bit and sure, I'll changes do, uh, the flavor. Uh, I'll do that now. Yes, that sounds. I would help, but you uh, don't know. It must be something. I, I feel just my body is not. Responding. What is wrong? Have you been, uh, you've been overexerting yourself again? Have then? I don't know. Maybe it is how I feel about my old friend Asgard. Ah. Seeing this, uh, seeing our memorial, and he mm. kind of actually stumbles a little bit mm. against the table. And I'm looking right. Does it, yeah, I'm looking at everybody else as well, like seeing everybody else's reaction. As Half Dan is feeling this, like one of the guys literally falls backwards. Oh wow! Okay, and they start shouting the people around them hmm. to go to this attention. And Half Dan looks up, but you can, Einar. Uh, <laughs> My sight, <laughs> I, I cannot see. And my body, it feels so. Uh, what is this? What have you done? As he as he falls, I uh, I catch him, uh, and I and I say, "Half done. Uh, you may not be able to see, 
but just know that for what you did to the dwarves in the hollow mountain, you die this night. And as I say die, my silver dagger heats up again and I stab him in the chest. And then I work my way around and stab everyone else in the chest while it's still hot. And you just hear this. They can't even fight back. They have just lost, like their fingers have gone numb. Their sight is leaving. As as I do this, I was going to say, give me like a will save around the fourth or fourth person. So that's a 17. Um, So you you get to the fourth one. There's still two more. I mean, you, you, you stab into the fourth one and you go to pick up the, the, fifth and sixth one the two remaining ones and you you pick up the last one and you realize that they're already dead and you're just you're just kind of holding them in one hand and your blade in the other and some something strange yeah you actually and i i hear a like a hissing sound as something wet falls onto the hot blade and as i look down two more drops fall from my face and hit the hot blade and evaporate on contact at this point when those drops hit the blade, a strange thing happens. I, you don't know if it's maybe like contact, <laughs> um, yeah. ha- like hallucination or something from uh, like the handling. But you swear that you see your tears hit the blade and them begin to glow a strange light blue. As it works its way down the blade to the hilt, it just looks like these lines coming closer to your hand. I mean, intermingling with the blood, the crimson that is on it, but strikingly through the crimson, you see your tears fall down and into the hilt of the blade where you notice the topaz stone and it begins to kind of flicker. You feel a new sensation from the blade. It's almost a voice, a whisper of comfort, as if you're being held, as if all the pain and grief that you have caused is being caught up by some unseen force. And as you, you, there's a confusion, there's, you, you feel overwhelmed by your emotions. You can't really cry more, but you are overcome. And, and you leave this arena. As Gotta run. You begin to run. Oh. Okay, give me a dexterity check. Nine. Okay. You are running out, and it's still within the the very southern tip of the forest. You're just trying to get away from the arena mm-hmm. at this point. Your disguise is actually melding off of you. The the clothes that you yeah, have it's been about an hour. Yeah, yeah, you've created this illusion. It's now it, it, like melding off of your body. As I enter into the forest, as you enter into the forest, you get maybe twenty paces into the forest and you just hear just enough for the darkness of the night to, to, to be surrounding you. And just as you think that your emotions will overcome you, 
you see another glow of this blue standing at the same height as you. Someone steps into the moonlight. You recognize her. She has short, dark hair, pale skin. She has strange scarring around her mouth. And she walks closer to you. She's wearing shaman-esque robes with the embroidered uh, antlers. And she has a dirk at her side, the hilt made from the antlers of an elk. Mm. She walks up to you and you feel calm. You feel a peace. And she takes your hand and places it to her, her forehead. I, I, I do not have the spell. I cannot speak to you in this way. Her mouth does not move. She hears your words, though, and you hear words come back into your mind. She says, Do not worry, young warrior. I have been watching, and I know the pain that my people have brought to you. I want you to understand something. What? The conflict you feel upon what you have done. And she starts getting a little teary-eyed. It will not go away. It will be something you will live with for a very, very long time. But you must choose now. Will you continue to pile the conflict onto yourself through these meaningless acts? Or will you, Kal'un, choose to let it go? I, in, in horror, I rip my hand from, from her forehead. Okay. And I hold and I hold the dagger out and drop it on the ground, and I say no. No, I cannot live with this. Leave me be. And then I turn and run. 